This is Pro Wrestling's only modern day Viking Gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Bluepants Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my See? God. <laughs> That's Brandon. the great we've had, we've, we've had 70 degree weather here. For, I mean, we really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. So. My name is Carl Carafel. And this is Turnbuckle Talk, episode number 311, coming to you on March the 7th, 2023. Ooh, he's stealing! That's what we're going to be talking a little bit about tonight, come the later part of the show. Thank you so much to everybody for joining me here tonight for allowing me into your homes for just a brief moment of your time. It's it's amazing to have you here. Thank you. Whether you are here live with me on Tuesdays or you are watching this after the fact, I appreciate you. We got some good discussion to go through here today. And again, as always, I have things that aren't normally talked about by the uh, other podcasters that are out there. And that's something that I like to pride myself on is that I bring you stories that not everybody is talking about, but need to be talked about. Good evening to you, ma'am. Yes, Mal, I'm going to start calling you ma'am if you keep calling me sir. I love you, Mal. You know that. Thank you so much for coming by, even if briefly for a moment. I appreciate it. We're going to start things off here with the NWA. Now, the NWA, everybody knows, is kind of in a bit of a shithole right now under the regime of, uh, what's his name there? Billy, Billy Corgan. Um, we've had some issues. People, people don't like it. There are some people that absolutely love it and, and, and enjoy what they're seeing from the NWA. 
but there's some people within the NWA that are not liking what they are seeing happening within the WWE right now. Two of those people are being Vic Delicious and Hale Collins, who are currently active in the NWA and have wrestled underneath the tag team name The Now for many, many years. They are so upset with what the WWE is doing right now that they have actually sent not one, but two cease and desist letters to the conglomerate for use of their trademark. Now, who is this all stemming back to? It's all stemming back to Austin Theory. Within the WWE, he is being called the now. We even saw last night on Monday Night Raw the interaction between John Cena and Austin Theory where the time is now and the now kind of came together for a little bit. But I don't think what they're understanding is that this is a trademarked name. It is trademarked by these two. So they had it copyrighted back in 2006. There are many people in the WWE who know these two and know their names and know that they own it. But yet the WWE continues to not acknowledge this. And there are cease and desist letters that have been put into place. They did acknowledge the first one, the WWE did, saying that they would look into it. But looking into it doesn't stop it from being on TV. Ed, thank you so much. Enjoy watching that show tonight. I'm going to put this up right now for everyone. NXT Roadblock is going to be coming your way tonight. It starts, it's happening now. And at 1010 tonight, you can check out on our local establishment's Twitch page, taking over with Ed Fry's and Astrid Pizarro, where they are going to be talking about the breakdown fallout from NXT Roadblock happening tonight. Thank you, Ed, and I know that you'll, uh, as always, catch the video on demand. Thank you. So it's very interesting that the WWE right now is doing absolutely nothing about this, about this trademark that is in place and these cease and desist letters. Now, the tag team is saying that if the WWE does not cease to use that catchphrase, that the team is going to take the next steps forward, which will be a lawsuit for trademark infringement and creating confusion in the marketplace. So it'll be very interesting to see what comes of this. Again, the, these are things that, uh, you know, people really aren't talking about. And I think that more people should be talking about because this is the business side of professional wrestling. And if you want to know and understand professional wrestling, then you need to know and understand all the aspects 
of professional wrestling. I'm going to go to a little bit of kind of sadder news right now. We all know the WWE Hall of Famer superstar Billy Graham has been going through quite a bit recently. It hasn't been very, very good for him. Many different ailments over the years, over the decades. Uh, things have recently gotten worse for him, unfortunately, though. He spent the last month in the hospital due to an ear infection that actually spread into his skull. The latest update from uh, Billy Graham's wife, which she posted on Billy Graham's Facebook page, just says, would you, um, uh, he has acute renal failure and they will start dialysis tomorrow to support his kidneys. Not sure of the cause at this point. It's too soon. Also, pray for his lungs. There's no pneumonia, but some kind of inflammation or something. They've just gotten him to his room. Thank you. And that had come out um, late Sunday is what I'm seeing. So in addition to these developments and his ear infection, he also had to battle uh, COVID, which he contracted a little over a week ago. And it's unclear if any of this is actually related to the health conditions that he has going on right now. But a GoFundMe page has been set up for Billy Graham, um, revealing that he is also dealing with congestive heart failure, diabetes, and hearing loss, among some other issues. So if you feel so inclined, you can take a look and find that. I will uh, mark it here right now for me, and then I will add that to the Turnbuckle Talk Facebook page, which you can find at TB Talk Pod. If you feel so inclined to help out, the GoFundMe page is looking to raise $25,000 to help cover costs. And as of a few days ago, it's raised about $6,000. I'm going to go to a little bit of good news. Right now, I want to say and shout out my friend Chase Owens, who, yes, is over in Japan right now and taking part in some amazing historic stuff that is happening over there in Japan. I want to say happy birthday, Chase. While your Japanese birthday was yesterday for us here in North America, your North American birthday is today. Happy birthday, my friend. I hope that everything is going well and that you are doing fantastic so happy to give this shout out to you and i hope that everyone else goes and finds chase owens on the socials and wishes him a happy birthday aubrey edwards while i may not be a huge fan of aubrey's she has done her time, so to speak, in the world of professional wrestling when it comes to refereeing. This was something that I didn't know about, but that I just recently saw and found. So I wanted to share this with you as well. This is coming from the website WrestlingInc.com uh, by Z Manuel. Came out March 7th, so that was today. 
It says AEW referee Aubrey Edwards got her first national exposure as a referee in WWE's 2018 May Young Classic, which, yes, I do. I do remember briefly seeing that. Recently, in an interview with Renee Paquette, she described the lengthy tryout process that led to a handful of appearances in NXT, calling it both terrifying, but also a cool experience. (laughs) Mel, yes. Yes! Missed his package pile driver, right? Right, Mel? We're going to go back to Chase here for a minute because, yes, my... well. He's right. He's right. Oh, you guys can't see it anymore. Right there. <laughs> My friend Chase Owens. I'm so proud of that guy. I'm so proud of everything that he's done and accomplished and uh, is doing over in New Japan and that he resigned with them. I've missed that package pile driver as well, and I'm happy to see him back there right now. So I, I dug a little bit further into things here as well when it comes to Aubrey Edwards. WWE, of course, had been looking for female referees for the all-women tournament of the May Young Classic back in 2018. She made four separate trips to the Performance Center for a uh, 16-day period, including one week-long stretch in the summer. They said, we want to see you in a class structure. We want to see you working with the other reps. We want to give you the full referee experience. The week included daily yoga training from Diamond Dallas Page with his DDPY. And that came naturally for Aubrey. Uh, She is a lifetime practitioner of the yoga practices. So she was able to do these things and be able to hold her own in workouts against people like Lacey Evans and Shayna Baszler. After helping out with the NXT tapings and dark matches, she was chosen to work a ton of matches during the August tournament, which she found particularly scary, especially in situations where like Tegan Knox suffered a knee injury against Rhea Ripley. So she's really built up her time. She's really been able to go from essentially the bottom to the top of AEW, at least. I think it was good for her. I think it's good for anybody, to be honest with you. If you are looking to get into something, go full force. And if the conglomerate known as the WWE is going to offer you something like this, take the opportunity, learn from it, grow from it. And that's exactly what Aubrey did. So very happy for Aubrey, although I'm still not fully a fan of her work. I really don't have a lot of topics here tonight. So we're going to get through things really quickly here over these next few minutes. Before we do, though, we have to talk about our sponsors, our amazing people that help us out here. And I'm going to talk about a new one, a new little partnership that I have come into uh, uh, dealings with right now. And this is for anyone that is a fan of comics, Funko Pops, toys, tabletop RPG games, different stuff like that. My good friend Shelby 
has Invasion Comics. You can find it at invasioncnc.ca. You can go over there. There is a catalog that you can search. There is a shop that is there where you can go and buy things and have them shipped to you. And yes, there is even a clearance section available if you want to test the waters and not spend a whole ton of money just yet. There's so many great things that they have over there, whether it is stuff from Marvel, DC, Pokemon, um, Outsiders, Flesh and Blood, all of these different things are there. And they even offer some assistance with card grading. So all of that information is available for you at that link right there, invasioncnc.ca. Hey, Carl, been watching today, just finishing up my lunch break. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you coming by, coming in, and leaving a comment as well. Those are always appreciated because it keeps the conversation going, especially when I'm here solo by myself. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. Not going to go on to a tangent. I'm going to leave it at that. We are going to go and give you a little bit more information about some of our sponsors. consideration paid for by the following wrestling a love and a passion we all share i've started a wrestling brand the wrestling brand a brand founded on the aspects of wrestling two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere collar and elbow is the brand passion and love for wrestling is the drive i am al snow and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. The official Turnbuckle Studio shop is open. Official merchandise from all the favorite shows, plus merchandise you can only find here. Stuff from Turnbuckle Studios. Carl Carafel unboxes The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke Miscellaneous products that you can only find here Beats and Beatdowns and Turnbuckle Talk Find all this merchandise exclusively 
at carlcarafel.redbubble.com. My name is Carl Carafel, and you are here with me on Turnbuckle Talk, episode 311. Ooh, he's stealing! That's what this one is named this week. Thank you so much for sticking around as we went through and discussed and saw some information from our sponsors, Rogue Energy, Collar and Elbow, and yes, even Turnbuckle Studios. Thank you so much for that. I got three topics left for us to kind of go through here tonight. And I want to talk a little bit about China. Joni. Yes, that China. She lifted a lot of weight. She was a very big girl, muscular, strong, independent, maybe unfortunately not so headstrong, but she was powerful. WWE and A&E have come together for another round of biographies. And China was the focus of one of these this past week. China actually lifted the ratings on A&E with that biography episode. And surprisingly enough, rivals with John Cena versus The Rock dropped in ratings. So as per WrestleNomics, the China-focused episode led a 6% jump in viewers from the week prior with viewership in the coveted 18 to 49 demographic up 20%. The episode actually ranked number 20 in uh, 18 to 49 among cable originals for the day, according to Showbuzz Daily. The previous episode was Jake the Snake Roberts. So China was able to overtake Jake the Snake as well. Yes, yes, Basser 69 are coming in. Thank you so much for popping by. And you are right, the original mammy to Eddie Guerrero. China was a uh, beautiful, gorgeous human being. And, and the things that she was able to do inside that ring were absolutely amazing. China has been cast aside by the wrestling business, especially the WWE. It's a damn shame, saying corporate Joe. And you're right. I think it is a damn shame. That's why I wanted to bring a little bit of focus and limelight to this. I've been very pleased with what the WWE has been doing with A&E and these new biographies that have been coming out. There are some things that I've actually learned that I didn't know. Now I know that A&E has done biographies before and they have covered a lot of the people that they're, they're covering once again. But I have actually been able to learn a little bit more and it's been absolutely fantastic. So I'm very happy that China got this and that that the people showed that yes, China is still a relevant name to them. And I think it also helps right now that there is a uh, um, Instagram model that has been uh, kind of dressing as China. So I think that that has really helped as well to boost China's name. And I love that she has actually embraced that 
And I think that that's awesome for this, uh, this Instagram star. She was always a draw and continues to be says, Joe, you're right. You're right. She always was a draw because it was something that we would, we hadn't seen before. We had seen women in the WWE, but never to that caliber, never to that bodybuilder style type of woman that was there. You had your greats like, you know, Sensational Sherry, you had Bull Nakano, you had, you know, these names that were there, but then comes along China. Ooh, wow. Bobby, thank you for coming in as well. Good evening, my rock and roll brother. Bobby, thank you for the TikTok post that you put out. People, if you are not following our local establishment on TikTok, make sure you go and find that, follow that. Bobby put out this amazing TikTok for me today. And yes, he even used one of my favorite bands as audio. He used Hailstorm's song, I Like It Heavy. Thank you, Bobby, for that. I really do appreciate it. The chat is lighting up right now with Basser saying evening, Bobby, Bobby saying evening, Basser, how are you? And Joe saying howdy, Bobby. Never going to stop saying it that way. It's Bobby, Bobby. Unfortunately, that's the way to Bobby. Yeah. I have another really good friend in the professional wrestling business who I absolutely love and adore somebody that uh, corporate Joe and I had the opportunity to interview somebody that you see at the very beginning of the program every week. When we go through those shout outs, the very first person there, my friend, Jazzy Gaber. Jazzy is an absolute beautiful soul, a heart of gold. And I love that woman to death. But as always, there are things that come out that you just didn't know until they do another podcast or another interview of some sort. And I was able to learn a little bit today as Jazzy Gaber details how her dream job with the WWE came to an end, but became a glorious situation for her as well. So Jazzy has been in the business since 2001. She started her professional wrestling career as a teenager. And like all professional wrestlers, your dream is to make it to the conglomerate and work for the WWE. That is 100% what people want when they are professional wrestlers in some capacity to work for the WWE. Jazzy got that opportunity in January of 2019. She was offered an NXT UK contract. After a year of that contract, she decided not to renew and walked away from her dream job. So she's quoted as saying, On the 10 count podcast, at the end of the day, I'm happy with my decision. I'm happy with everything that turns out how it has to be because now I'm a successful promoter and 
if I would have still been in the WWE, I would maybe just stand in the back somewhere catering or something. I don't know. So some of the factors that contributed to uh, Jazzy leaving were uh, no plans to have her move stateside. No pay raise if she decided to renew. And she didn't like being in the NXT UK due to her colleagues. There, She has disclosed that there were bullied situations and times where they intentionally tried to hurt her um, by targeting her repaired, her surgically repaired neck. Yeah, Joe, corporate Joe saying, see, I didn't know it was her decision to not resign. I thought she had to leave due to injury. I know she's coming out now and saying that uh, that uh, it was her decision not to for those specific reasons. Um, she, she says that the American people were great to me and were really supportive, but the UK talent weren't that very nice to her, which is, again, a contributing factor. She was first introduced to the WWE fans in 2017 at the Mae Young Classic, and I was absolutely blown away. I was so happy and so stoked to see it, because if I am correct, Corporate Joe and I actually got the opportunity to interview her pre-WWE, which was fantastic. Joe, yeah, she did. Joe saying that she killed it in the Mae Young Classic. I thought she did as well. I thought she did. She was glorious in there. She said that this was a lifetime moment for her. Though she was defeated in the first round by Abby Lath, she was still offered a contract. And I think that that really had to do with the fans. Yeah, see, Joe. Joe's putting that up right now. The fans were literally chanting for her to be signed. And they did that. They signed her. And she had a good one year in there. I was very happy with everything that she did. So the 10 Count Podcast and Wrestling Inc. for transcribing that. Thank you to both of you and uh, giving that to us for, for everyone to see. Again, WrestlingInc.com is a site that I like to go to because they tell us and give us information that not a lot of the other bigger sites are giving us. And as a podcaster, I want to be able to talk about those things as well. So thank you, Wrestling Inc. And in this case, the 10 Count Podcast. Now, we talked about Jazzy having her uh, being able to go and and become a promoter a successful promoter. Well, yes, she definitely has been. Jazzy versus Kyrie was this Mel Ball's stardom match of the year in 2022. She is an Amazon with a purple heart. Yeah, Mel, I I fully agree. I love anything and everything that Jazzy does or has done. And it's not... Yes, it is. It's because I'm personal friends with her. Yes. Okay. So I'm a little biased. 
okay, I get it. I am. But just her work really speaks for itself as well. She has created a company called Sirius, S-I-R-I-U-S, Sirius Sports Entertainment. You can find them at SiriusEntertainment.de. That is the website you can go to. And yes, if you are using the right web browser, it will even translate it to English for you. May 20th is the next show that they will be doing called Prison Brawl. Very, very happy for her because she is including, and this is something that I think Jazzy did very smartly. So not only does she have wrestling, but she's going to have live music and performances between the battles and the action, as well as celebrity guests. So we never know who is going to be in or around the ring and who may be available for a photo. Tickets are available for that now if you are in Germany, if you are in the area of where that will be. It's going to take place at the Grand Gesino Bessel. Um, if you can, if you can make it, go. I don't know how far this reaches. I know we reach over into the UK thanks to RealWrestling.net. Real news and views by real fans. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, we are international now. But check out even just the website. Follow Sirius Entertainment or Sirius Sports Entertainment on the socials on Facebook, Instagram, and even TikTok. The TikTok will take you to Jazzy's TikTok. But you can follow all of that for all the information, for everything that's happened, for all the shows that she has done there will definitely be information on the socials for that as well. We are now coming up to our final topic for the night. And once again, going to throw this overlay up here. Ooh, he's stealing. I'm definitely going to tell you that the internet marks are running absolutely freaking wild right now over AEW and the pay-per-view that just happened two days ago on Sunday. The main event for the matchup, for the, for the, for the show, for the pay-per-view, we had an Iron Man matchup. Okay. A classic, a classic Iron Man matches are absolutely amazing. Iron woman matches, iron person matches, iron, them matches, whatever you want to call it. I don't give a shit. An Iron Man match is a professionally professional wrestling match type that is set to go a specific amount of time, usually 30 or 60 minutes. Whoever has the most falls at the end of that time is named the victor. In the case of a draw, a sudden death final fall pin comes into play. So now, what does this have to do with stealing and Tony Khan? Well, these internet marks, these internet people, these keyboard warriors are saying Tony Khan is a thief. 
Tony Khan just stole the idea from the WWE and he's using it for himself. To all of you, I say, check your history. While the WWE may be credited as being the first 60-minute Iron Man matchup, there was a matchup that happened before the WWE did it that was called an Iron Man matchup, and it was a 30-minute time limit between Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Rick Rude at WCW Beach Blast back in 19. 1992. It wasn't until WrestleMania 12, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, which was 1996, that we got to see televised the 60 minute Iron Man matchup that, yes, the WWE did. Now, the WWE. WWF at that time did do a 60 minute between Bret Hart and Ric Flair with Bret Hart winning three to two over Ric Flair at a house show. So 92 to 96, that's four year difference from when the first happened televised to the WWE's televised. And in between that as well, in 1993, Beach Blast once again did a 30-minute with Dustin Rhodes taking on Rick Rude for the vacant WCW United States title. Just because you may not be a fan of Tony Khan does not mean that you should spew all this bullshit about he's stealing He's just taking the WWE uh, products and making them on his shows. I'm going to go through a little bit more of a list here for you. Did you know that Ring of Honor did as well? Ring of Honor did an Iron Man match to crown the first ever Ring of Honor champion back in 2002. TNA did a 30 minutes with Jerry Lynn versus AJ Styles. 2003 saw CZW do one as well. That one was only a 20-minute with Trent Acid and Ruckus. FWA, I don't even know who these people are, FWA, but they did a 30-minute, which uh, happened to be AJ Styles, taking on James uh, James Tig, T-I-G-H-E. TNA did another one. World Series Wrestling did a 30-minute with Chris Daniel, Christopher Daniels. And AJ Styles, CAPW, did a 30-minute with Cesaro. Uh, I'll say Cesaro because that's how people know him, or Claudio, uh, taking on Christopher Daniels and American Dragon. LLW, The Iron Hour, did a 60-minute with Johnny Devine versus Tyson Ducks, or Tyson Dukes, however you want to pronounce it. PWX, ECW. And this is only taking us to 2011. So if you're going to sit here and throw shade at Tony Khan and throw shade at AEW for doing things that the WWE has done, 
then maybe we need to start throwing shade at these other companies who have done the same thing. But I don't see that hate being thrown out there. Now, while yes, Tony Khan just really seems to be a very hyperactive fan child that owns a company. Are you really expecting him to come up with all original programming? Hell, no company is able to do that. Yes, there are companies that may be able to do a first time, but no company is ever going to be able to have full all the time. They're not going to be able to be creating different and unique things all the time. And this is professional wrestling. When people think about professional wrestling, are we going to go as far as saying, well, Shawn Michaels used the super kick so the Young Bucks can't? Does this make sense? Jake the Snake Roberts created the DDT. Sure. Does that mean no one else can use that now? Why? Why is there all this hate thrown on Tony Khan? I'm going to leave that all up to you. I want to say thank you to everybody for joining me here today, everybody that was in the chat. Make sure that you are checking out at 1010 tonight. NXT taking over with Ed Fries and Astrid Pizarro as they go through and talk about NXT roadblock that is happening right now as we speak. Make sure that you're going and checking that out. Basser, I love you too, man. Thank you so, so much. I hope that I was able to entertain you a little bit tonight and maybe give you a little bit to think about. Feel free, whoever is seeing this uh, after the fact, leave your comments wherever you find this. Let's interact. I'm always up for a good interaction. I appreciate all of you. Felicia, you have a great night as well. Thank you for coming in and uh, allowing me into your home for a little bit of time and spending some time with me. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other.